We're back with episode 40? (laughs) Episode 40 of Scaring is Sharing. Yes. As always, it's your host, the ever-loving Sasquatch Slim, Jeremy Rusk. And I am the ever-flamin' flamin' scream queen, Brandy Jo Planbeck. Oh, what's up? What's up? And joining us today is our very special guest... Chris, okay. <laughs> Chris, what's up? Hey guys, how's it going? Amazing, Chris. How we doing? Good. How are you? I am doing well. It is it is Friday here in the D. So yeah, it is a Friday night. We've we never recorded on a Friday night. So that's true. I guess we have to be extra crazy, right? With this, what? usually it's like Saturday yeah, morning. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris. Tell a little bit, how do we know each other? I'm the reason that you're on here. Jeremy has never met you prior to tonight. So you and I, we go way back. We do, we do go way back. Wow, we've known each other for years. We have like, we have like mutual friends. And I, like, I think it was literally just our mutual love of horror. <laughs> and then we just hit it off, that and the Ringwald and uh, theater. And yeah, it's, and you know, I do I do a lot of voucher stuff in Ferndale and I do a lot of prep at the game. So I think that's how we originally got linked up. And then, yeah, and then it was, it was kind of, I think it was almost like that scene in Step Brothers <laughs> where um, they be first hit it off when like, wait, you like that? I, it was like, I think we were talking about something and I, and I said like an obscure line from a horror movie and you caught it. That's what it was. I can't remember which one it was, but I, I had said something and you were like, that's from blah, blah, that's from that movie, and I was I can't remember what it was. It was something like I want to say like up yours with a twirling lawnmower or something like that. And you were like that's Brown Elm Street or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. and then and then you were like yeah, yeah. and like wait, you like horror movies too? I'm like bro, I love horror movies. And they're like wait, what's the worst? And then we and then they was like on the count of three, what's the worst Halloween sequel? One, two, three, Resurrection. And I was like, did we do the gun best friends? Yeah, it was like and it was very similar to that kind of. <laughs> yeah, but my husband loves oh, yeah. Step Brothers, so he will love that you referenced that movie. It's a great movie. As a good husband, he listens <laughs> to his podcast. So yes, Chris, welcome. You are, yes, the, I mean, next to Jeremy, the friend I know who as, as is as passionate about horror as I am, and I appreciate that so very much. So it is a delight to have you on as a guest on our 40th episode. Welcome. So before we get to, to pick in your brain about horror movies and what you love about it, we have a little telegram from good old teacher Drew. Teacher Drew, you're just the best. He's, he's always writing in. Oh my God, he's so great. So he said, hey guys, I mentioned I was listening to episodes in your back catalog. This morning, I went all the way back to the beginning. I wasn't sure what to expect from episode one because it often takes a minute to reach your peak stride. I have to say I was pleasantly surprised. From the very beginning, you guys were polished, professional, and engaging. I wish I had been a part of this ride from the start, but I'm super glad to be on board now. Keep the episodes coming. Till next time, Teacher Drew and Phoenix. Teacher Drew, thank you. Elite friend of the podcast, Teacher Drew. That's right. That's right. He so thank you room. for listening, man. He, going he, all the way back. Yeah, all the way back. Thanks for going to the beginning. Now 40 episodes deep. We're 40 episodes deep. That, that's right. <laughs> so thank you. And if you want to write to us, scaringasharing at gmail.com. 
follow us on the Insta, shoot us, slide into the DMs, just what, whatever you want. Get all at right. us. It's really easy. It is. So, Chris, let's focus on you. Ooh. So, first of all, tell tell us what what's your horror aesthetic? What is it about horror that like gets you off the most? <laughs> <laughs> um, the biggest thing. Okay, so for me, I'm a sucker for a good jump scare. Hmm. Like honestly, like. I'm a sucker for a good, if I, if a good jump, a couple of different things. One, a good jump scare will always, you know, and, and it can't be like a cheesy one. Like, like and then it, it's got to have a good, like a good, like that build up, like, you know, that, that, you know, that build up and then a jump scare. That, that gets, that, I, I love that. Give me an example of one. What's a, a jump scare that you're like, that's one of my all time favorite jump scares. Okay. So here's one of my all time favorite jump scares and it doesn't get tall. Okay. The, um, Halloween, I'll take Halloween, the original Halloween, 78. Print jump scare. Okay. It doesn't get talked. And it doesn't talk about. It doesn't get talked about enough. But I remember as a kid watching this, and I jumped ten feet out of the out of, in the couch with a like as a kid, freaked out. So, like, okay, so the right of the part where where like Lori and Annie are like walking off from school, mm-hmm. and the base then then she and she runs in a share and she runs in a share of bracket. It was set up like it's a really really innovative, really like well set up. Yeah, because like you see my. Because Myers is like standing behind the bush. Yeah. And like he then he disappears and he goes back there and then Eddie like makes fun of her. She's walking back because she's looking behind him and she bumps into somebody, but don't show the face. Don't, you don't see Frank's face. You see like his shoulder. Yeah. So you're thinking, is he just bumping to Michael Myers? He's about to just take her out in the middle of the street. Or is it just Sheriff Brackett being like, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to a good scare, huh? You know, so. That is a good that one. That was one of my favorite jump scares. That is a good one. I'm like closing my eyes and like um, loading the movie <laughs> to watch it because I've seen it so much. <laughs> nice. Is the original Halloween the Halloween you've seen more than any other Halloween? Um, I would say that that one is the original. The original is my favorite. Two was I love two. Mm-hmm. I like three. Okay, so people go. People don't make fun of me. Don't at me right now. But people, I love three. I'm sorry. I loved Halloween three. People nope. will will hate on Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, three is one of my favorites of the whole I series. Loved, so. I loved three almost as much as I love that tumbler that Granny Joy is drinking out of right now. That says always follow your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> my pretty crew yeah no this is this yes. this podcast is a safe space for people that love Halloween three season of the witch so. <laughs> okay good yep, it's a safe sure. place See, i did not i had no, i have nothing bad to say about that movie because that was it's such a it would be it's such a great movie the only people think they did that people didn't like about it was didn't have Myers in it yeah that that's it. it that's and it were, i don't think they were ready for like that anthology deal nope the people weren't ready yet so i kind of cut you off when you were talking about your aesthetic you said you love a good jump scare and then i sort of branched off from that what else do you love yeah um what else was I talking about? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say really good setup. The movie that just shot really, really well. Um, the original Suspiria, love it. It's the, the, mm. that color palette. It was like it was like a ninety minute acid trip almost. But I loved it. Mm-hmm. Every color popping out at you. I love that cinematography. Do you like the remake? Okay, I haven't seen the remake. Yet. That's one that's on my list of ones I need to watch. The remake of Suspiria. Jeremy's not. Yeah, seen I haven't it seen it either. So. Um, What's another one that was shot really, really? The Omen films were shot really, really well. Oh yeah, the first, the, Omen. the first Omen, the original is yeah. Yeah, which I've recently, I rewatched those recently and found that like I can totally see now how the Omen films inspired the Final Destination films. Yeah, you know, yeah. From the like, because like, when people die, like all these mis- act- looking like accident deaths, basically. Yeah, like the dude these, when the dude gets his head cut off accident. by like the plate glass or whatever and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
or part two where the guy like this one guy like falls in like the ice in the lake mm-hmm. and, and, and they, they're trying to find him out. And it's like, it was this is intense scene. It's, it's like every second they're like that close to saving him. <laughs> and he just gets pulled on her. Oh, I haven't, like, I haven't seen like, two in so long. It's one of my favorite I don't moments. I have really. seen it all the way through. It's one, uh, where he's a teenager it's one of my the favorite moments. Yeah. Eyes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love two and three. I love all three of them. Really? Three was good. He was he's, uh, Sam Neill plays him in the third one. He's like uh-huh. he's like all hot and so is hot. Oh my god, Sam Neill was like his prime in the early eighties. He was gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, possession. That was like the same year. Yeah, they, like they right came around. out at like around the same oh, time. Yeah. Eighty one. Yeah, eighty one, baby. Eighty one's a good year for horror. I told Brady this. Eighty one was a better year for horror. Oh my god. Because it was in the wake of Friday the 13th, so they were cranking them out. Well, my bloody Valentine, mm. Possession, Final Conflict. Isn't that Halloween 2? The Prowler. Halloween 2 came out in 81. Yeah. Friday the 13th Part 2 came out in 81. The Howling came out in 81. Hell yeah. Yeah, that is one of the best years. The Fun House, which is extremely, extre- I just recently watched that for the first time. That movie is extremely, extremely underrated. Yeah, everyone says that. I. It's been a while since I rewatched it, but I rewatched it after hearing that. And I don't know. I, I, I haven't don't, seen it I since I was a kid, that. so... But but it's Toby Hooper, yeah. so I need to revisit it because I love Toby Hooper. Good. I think there's something to like the monster. Also, while I don't mind having like a sympathy for the monster, it makes me less scared of the monster. And like you see him getting like beat up and stuff by like his like owner or whatever, like his guardian. Yeah. I don't know. There's just a, a weirdness to it that I'm not. Cr- I love the idea, like the idea of like a carnival and creepiness and getting stuck in a fun house like that aesthetically is like in my wheelhouse but i yeah and i love the post i mean i think the poster is so fucking creepy with like that weird like jack-in-the-box yeah, right yeah that's what it is yeah it's like such a cool cover so if you could throw a lifeboat to someone who dies in a horror movie chris who would you save i could just save one person like who would i say if i could still throw a lifeboat and save one person in the horror film who would I say? Yep. One person. Okay. Who was done dirty that you want to save? Uh, who was done? <laughs> who got a dirty deal? That's a tie. I'm torn between them. Brady knows I'm a diehard Fredhead. So I had to say Nancy and Dream Warriors and Kincaid and Dream Master. Oh, yeah. Mm. Kincaid in Dream Master. That pisses me off when that happens because it's like he's such a I good character. Say, I, was, I was like, what? When he got when he got killed? Yeah. He was so good. He was my, I ruined, he's the reason, he wondered why Dream Wars is one of my, is one of my favorites because like he was like, was not, he was not afraid of Freddy. He was like, let's kick this dude's ass all over Dreamland. Let's go. <laughs> he was ready to go. And he was so tough. And then, um, but then, but then he was like, but then it was just, I didn't like how they, how it made, it seemed like it made so easy for Freddy to just take him out in four, where he was like so strong against him in part three. Yeah. No, he goes, they have him go out like a punk in four. Yeah, and you're like, what the hell? Come on. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I did not like that. That was one thing. The only thing that I love Dream Master. That's one thing I did not like about it. Is that the way he killed off all the main characters like the first what 15, 20 minutes of the film? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were cool deaths. Joey, yeah. and the only that if you know, they weren't even, the only cool death out of that was really was Joey. Joey's death was the one I thought was cool. But Kincaid gets a finger knife stab, which I feel like is like yeah, lame. Run of the mill that we've seen all the time, like finger knives. Okay, cool. And then Christian is thrown in fire. All right, cool. No, I like I thought Kincaid. I mean, that Kincaid Joey's was cool because yeah, you drown him in the, you cut him open and drown him in the in his own waterbed. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, hell yeah. How's this for a wet dream? <laughs> I love that line. I love when the mom comes in. 
she pulls the sheets back and he's inside the waterbed. <laughs> yeah. That's like what I envisioned in my yeah, head. Like he's Han that, Solo yeah. and Empire Strikes Back just in the waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Speaking of waterbeds, Joe and I went to go see The Conjuring 3 last Sunday. We were going to do a double feature and see The Conjuring 3 and In the Heights. They were both at the AMC Forum still. So we went out there, and first of all, the AMC Forum does not have recliner seats. Oh, just no, seats. they don't. That no. theater is so lame. <laughs> so, like, it's like 30 movies and the worst seats ever. So, we watched The Conjuring 3, and it was not good. And Joe was like, can we please... He's like, I, we don't have to, but um, if you would, if you want to leave, I would be fine with that. And I was like, fine. Like, cause we had our tickets, but it's like through AMC stub. So it's like, you don't feel really bad. You're not like, you don't really waste the money. You've already spent it anyway. So whatever. Mm -hmm. But we left and I was like, yeah, I think I'd give the conjuring three, like a one star. I'm like, what would you give it? And Joe's like, zero i'm like i don't think you can give it zero <laughs> stars he's like i'm giving it zero stars he's like it was the biggest piece of shit ever and it really oh. is not good i do not recommend watching it friend of the podcast nico really enjoys it um but man it was not good like two which you've not seen jeremy no. is still has some really decent scenes and some decent scares albeit not as good as the first one but three does not have any good scares. It doesn't make any sense. And there's mm. no like decent monster in it. Like the second one has the nun and the, I can't remember what he's called. He's called like, he's like a slender manny sort of character. Isn't it like the twisted man or something yeah, the, like that? I think yeah. that might be right. Yeah. Um, and the first one has a couple, has Annabelle. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, there's no decent monster in it. It's just bad. It's really bad. So don't go, don't see it. Okay. Whatever you do. Don't yep. go see it. Whatever you do, don't see The Conjuring, <laughs> the Conjuring 3. 3. I enjoyed the first one enough that I was skeptical of them turning it into a franchise. Uh, you know what I mean? Whereas like, I had a great time seeing the first one in the theater. I'm like, that was a pretty good movie. Uh, and now they're going to make like a bunch more of them. I don't know how I feel about this, so I never kept up on that uh, series. Chris, have you? speaking of ghosts and The Conjuring, have you ever like had a supernatural experience i can't say i've had a supernatural experience i've i've no i can't say i can't think of any no okay a supernatural one do you think you'd be like hey ghost what's up or would you like be scared if you did see a ghost what do you think your reaction would be I, I, I'd, I'd be creeped out but i wouldn't be like like ah ghost i wouldn't be like that like scared like freaking data buried in ghostbusters i'd probably be like I'd have a lot of questions like what the, what the what are you where are you from why are you here why are you materializing in my room what is this who are you <laughs> yeah okay how did you die let's let's get this right let's, let's write this wrong so we can get you out of here let's, 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 let's take care of this unfinished business i don't know maybe i do that help them fix their unfinished business so they can move on crossover so jeremy recently rewatched nightmare on elm street four and five yes. and i know mm -hmm. like like you've already mentioned you're a big fred head um yeah which one because i know you have a soft spot for some of five which one do you like more four or five yeah between four i like four better or i i i, I have a love-hate relationship with four and i have a love-hate relationship with five i love four it was just the high, it was I, I, I remember as a kid the hyper rocket that was actually one of the first ones i saw in theaters myself i remember as a kid the line being like wrapping around the block to see this movie like it was, i was because i love three i i liked a lot of stuff i love the characters in four rick debbie kincaid i loved alice uh i thought she i love the characters in that. I, I just feel like they went i just felt like ready tried a little too hard 
to make like Freddie almost kind of like a rock star a bit. And I think that's what kind of opened the floodgates of him becoming more, a little bit too more cartoonish in later sequels. And I think that really, we really first start seeing that in part four, even though it wasn't, like Fred, that was the first one where Freddie stopped being, he wasn't really as scary. It wasn't as scary in that one. Yeah, for, force the one with the, the sunglasses, right? Where they're at the beach and he puts on the sunglasses. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he put the sunglasses on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly that one. I yeah, my I have the same issue with five that, that a lot of people have with five. It was a it was and we all know it was like we've watched five. It's it, it was rushed. They rushed yeah. it. They rushed the sequel out because four came out eighty eight. Five was July eighty nine. It wasn't even a year. It was less than a year, like ten months. They they have to crank out a new film. Yeah, I feel like okay, and, they, and that was another thing they do a lot in the in these films. They did it in Freddy versus Jason. Surprised they didn't do it in Freddy's Dead. I would if they did it in Freddy's Dead, I probably would have got to walk out of the theater. <laughs> Brady knows how I'm about Freddy's death. But anyway, yeah, no, it was like, why do we need to hear it? Why do we need to dedicate an entire scene to give us Freddy's backstory again in, part, in the fifth installment in the franchise? Yeah. I already know that the story, if you're not, if you're not watching, if you don't know this, understand the story of Freddy, like child murder, let off on a technicality, parents Tom burn him alive. But like, come on, like, go watch the first one. So I thought that was, I just feel like it was, before I did it too, like Rick was telling Dan about it. I'm like, bro, we, we know the story. Like <laughs> after three, I feel like it was unnecessary. You're like, bro, we, we know what happened to him. Yeah. It was, now the kid, now what I love about five, the kills, Greta, Mark, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yep. We were just talking about Greta's in the last episode. I'm sorry. That was, that was definitely, I would say, the, I will give my, I will give my golden knife glove, if you will. My gold, my golden chainsaw, as James H. Neese puts it, Greta. Mm-hmm. Especially that Greta. unedited version that you sent me. Yes. Where... Yeah, yes, he feeds her herself. It's so much better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was when I saw that was. Oh my god, it was so it was such a bitching scene. And then he just makes her choke, and everyone at the dinner table just feels like she thinks she just choked to them. Not really, she was fed her own entry of the dinner by Freddie. Yeah, that's what we were talking about too. Is like everybody just watches it, like <laughs> what's happening, and then she just dies. The mother of that one. Oh. Gretchen here. <laughs> I love her. That's not what a cover girl puts in her body. <laughs> oh, well, that's the parents. The parents in that one were in that whole series were something else. I'll tell you. Yeah, they <laughs> do. Like they, as the series goes on, like the parents get worse and worse in each movie. Where you're just like, yeah. these people They're just do not give a shit what happens to their kids. They do not like what. what like Elaine gave her daughter put, like sleeping pills in her daughter's food because she yeah. noticed she wasn't sleeping yet. I'm like. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> good parenting. Okay. I'm just going to lace your food with some sleeping clothes. That'll help. Yeah. Chris, what are some unpopular opinions you have? Either movies that everyone loves that you hate or vice versa. Movies that everyone hates that you love. I talked about Halloween 3. Oh, yeah. So part two. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Freddy's Revenge. A lot of people hate it on Freddy's Revenge. That's, that's my second favorite sequel. Behind Dream Warriors is, is Freddy's mm. Revenge. I loved, and here's the reason why. Again, you got so that was and people don't realize that that was your darkest Freddy. Mm-hmm. Like Freddy did not tell he did not tell jokes. He did not have him like he he did not come to play around. He was like he was literally about to take out this. And part two has the highest body count out of any Nightmare on Elm Street film. And yeah, all guys, right? I mean, there's I the girls so. in the beginning, but you don't actually see them die. Yeah. Like he raises his claw. I, 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 I think there might have been some girls at the pool party. Yeah, in the pool party when he's like blowing people up and shit. I don't know. I read somewhere that it was all guys, but maybe that's oh. just, you know, someone's wishful thinking to like yeah. drive home the, the, you have the a sausage party. Yeah. yeah. But that's kind of that's kind of how I am with Nightmare on Elm Street too. I love the original two and three, like for sure, are stone cold classics in my mind. 
Uh, and then after that, I'm just kind of like, eh, about most of the rest of the sequels. Of course, I'll watch them because, you know, I'm obsessed with the 80s, like, slasher movies. Like, I don't care how bad Same. they get. I'll still rewatch, like, you know, Halloween sequels and uh, Friday the 13th Oh, my sequels. God, Halloween. <laughs> o- over, like, most, you know, big Hollywood movies that are coming out now. So I'm like, just give me oh, my totally. shitty slasher sequels. These are still bad. Yeah, oh, totally. I will sit here and I will sit here and, and fire up Troll 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hell yeah. That's, okay. Popular opinion. I like Troll 2. Yeah, Troll 2. I know people think that people think people think the movie is, is people think it's bad, and it is. <laughs> that's what I love about it. it is, that has some of the absolute worst acting that wow. I've ever seen. In in my <laughs> mind, it's a five-star movie. <laughs> Troll 2 is a five-star movie. It's one of the funniest oh, hey, movies I mean, ever made. The lines in there, it's got some of the best lines. Some ever. of the best, ever. best acting. This is one scene where like for absolutely no reason, no reason at all, the daughter is doing this like hip hop wannabe like <laughs> dance routine in her room. Yes, yeah. Flipping her hair and yeah. oh, like yeah. doing a sparkle motion shit. And I'm like, what are you doing and why? Why is this dedicating, Why is her dedicating five minutes of my life to the scene? Wow. Oh, it's so good. And then, then the boyfriend sneaks in, right? Isn't that scene? Yeah, the boyfriend sneaks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she's like, if my dad knew you were in here, he would rip off your little nuts and eat them, which is one of the greatest... <laughs> It's one of the greatest threats ever in a movie. It's so good. The scene with the the scene with the, uh, the guy like it's the, the 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 guy and the girl go in the house and he makes you drink the potion or whatever. Yeah. The one girl turns into a basically makes him turn into a salad and on the, on the... <laughs> <laughs> they're eating her and now they're gonna eat me. Oh my god! <laughs> the, the the way the camera lingers on his face for that long, I'm like. I can see his freaking fillings of his teeth. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh it just slow God. zooms in. Uh, it's uh, it's art. <laughs> Chef's kiss. How is the documentary? How is best worst movie? It's a great documentary. Okay. If you've not seen it, it's if you're a fan of Troll Two, you need to watch the documentary Best Worst Movie, which was directed by the child star. You know, he grew up and he made a movie about the fandom and also the behind the scenes of the making of Troll 2, and it's incredible. Yeah, I gotta see that. I have to watch that. Yeah, I mean, Brandy Joe, you know, you liked uh, American Movie. I would, like, lump it in as kind of a mm-hmm. documentary in that vein. That's awesome. Totally. Chris, what, what is something... This is a two-part question. What is something you wish there was more of in horror movies, and what do you wish there was less of? What do I wish there were more of in horror movies, and what do I wish there were less of? Kind of thing. Okay, so one thing I wish there were more of, and I, and this is a really good documentary about this one too. It's called a uh, Horror Noir. Uh, but I wish so good. If you haven't seen it, seen it. I wish that there were more. I'm trying to find the word. Prominent black characters in a lot of these films. Mm-hmm. That and I wish that what I didn't like. And we talk about the trouble of them getting killed off. There was that was a huge trouble. I wish I wish it was less of that. Like even. Uh, and then you don't see this so much today, but that was one thing that with a lot of the '80s horror films. I, it was like New Year, like New Year's Evil. They had this, like um, the black they killed the black girl off first. The um, mm-hmm. but a lot of other films in that same vein. Maybe to the, it was to the point where it became like it is to the point where in the '90s it was it was tongue in cheek almost that you know what I'm saying like you know that the black person the black person getting killed first in the horror film became like so that's one of the reasons why i like part three dream wars because that was one of the first ones i know it wasn't the first one that was released where the black guy survived but that was one of the first ones i saw as a kid where the black guy didn't get killed off because I, I i thought king k was my favorite character and seeing him become 
seeing him being such a badass in that film and mm-hmm. and and not get and then when he didn't get killed, like I was rooting for him throughout this whole movie. And then when he didn't get killed, I was like, hell yeah. So yeah, they was they it was it, it was it just became so tongue in cheek though, you know what I mean? Just yeah. for being such a thing, you know. Um, even Miguel Nunez when he got the script for Friday the Thirteenth Part Five when he's playing Demon, the first thing he did, he said he opened the book, oh, got the script and counted them pages to, to be, until he got killed because mm-hmm. he knew he because that's just how if you were a black actor in the horror film, you knew you were gonna get killed. It's just yeah. like like it's, it's like they almost went out of the way to make sure the black guy didn't make it. Like even in this movie called, called Leviathan. With Ernie Hudson, he was fresh off of Ghostbusters too when he did this movie, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, he they killed him. They killed him off for like the stupidest reason. It was the stupidest reason why they killed him off. Like they they get past whatever monster if you, if you get past whatever monsters on the ship, and then right as they're about to get off, like the helicopter's gonna save them, the monster comes back one more time, pulls him on water, he counts, and then, then he's the dead. other guy hero blows up the monster. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. Why could you just have Andrew Ernie Hudson throw the grenade and blow him up? Why did he have? Why did he have to pull him down and drown him first, <laughs> and then yeah. the two white people make it away? You know, what I mean? yeah, exactly. I just thought that was like I'm like that was totally completely unnecessary to kill him off. It was completely unnecessary to kill this man off. I felt like watching this movie. That, so that I wish I didn't see, but that's the world we live in. It's, 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 I don't think it's that bad now. I think it's gotten a lot better now. It's just, it's, and it was if you haven't seen the documentary horror noir, yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's a great horror documentary. It talks about not just that aspect, but just a lot of the African American depiction in horror, the, how they've been depicted in horror films. You know, and also very notable horror films by black filmmakers. There's so many. Mm-hmm. that I think are great, like Tales from the Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about, you know, other movies like that, too. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's a, a really great documentary. It's on Shudder. Yeah. If you have Shudder, you should check it out. I think I've Shutter. heard that they're doing a second one. Have you heard this? I feel like that's a thing. Yeah, I think I saw that somewhere on online that there's going to be a second, a part two. I know you're a big fan of In Search of Darkness um, 1 and 2. You um, helped fund the second one. Mm. <laughs> He's holding it up I now. Yeah, I have it right here. I yeah, it was that was yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was really exciting to see my name in the credits and have this little piece of horror movie nostalgia. Yeah, it is really cool. It's a really it's really great because it's so intense and so it's, it's, it's extensive. I've never this is the first one I've seen that goes this in depth. You know what I mean? And I even discovered movies that I didn't even know existed. Like when I saw that, but I and I found it by watching the documentary, and then I probably just went to watch the movie. And I was blown away by how good it was. Um, another one, nineteen eighty one, Fake of Black. Mm-hmm. Mm so good yeah that was a i i saw the movie and i was like why have i never seen this movie how have i never heard of this movie? it was so good mm. because good. some people when they talk about in search of darkness and try to watch it they're like it's just so long but i think you are like me where you're like oh my god between the two of these movies i have eight hours of documentary about yes. 80s horror like it's like every yeah, moment is like scrumptious as opposed to like that's can- a lot to watch <laughs> that's the idea no i'm no i'm with you man <laughs> so wait so when you were answering your question about like representation of black people in horror movies and also the, the evolution of ho- black people in horror movies was that a like kind of answering both of the questions yeah it was kind of yeah sorry it was kind of answering both questions yeah okay so, that's one thing i would like to see less of and more less of i would have liked to see less of you know those whole black person getting killed first and more of yeah Less tropey stuff, more realistic representation. You got it. Yeah. More realistic. You got it. Yeah, there was a great movie that, that and, and, and it doesn't, it didn't get, and part of the reason why it didn't get shown like because a lot of the studios didn't, that it wasn't realistic because it had a wealthy black man in the lead role. Which it, movie? It called, um, 
Uh, it's called Ganja and Hess. Oh yeah. In America, in, America, in the states, watered it down to like it's it's called. Um, they cut a lot of stuff in the mayor U.S. It's actually called I think Blood Couple. Mm-hmm. But if you want to watch the unedited version, the full version where it was originally intended, you have to look up what's called Ganja and Hess. I'm pretty sure it's online. You got to be. It's, um, it's not Shutter. One of them. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard great things about that movie. Um, and it, it was it's, one of those like it's one of those that's so floated good. around for years, like on my radar, where people keep saying like it's really good. You need to see it. Uh, and I haven't seen it yet, so it's like on the list. So I need to get that in there. Oh yeah, you'll, you'll definitely enjoy that one. Do you remember the first horror movie you saw in the theater, or like one of the earliest ones? Do you remember like how old you were? Because I think we're roughly the same age, aren't we? Are how old are you, Chris? I'm 38. I'll be 39 in September. Okay. Yep. So I'm just a little bit older than you. So, but we still are around that same time frame. Like you remember the like 94 yeah. in particular really well. That's like your very formative years. You were very I'm, young. I'm the baby. Yeah. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the daddy. That's true. The first horror film i saw was alice sweet alice my mom whoa yeah i know she had like <laughs> she had I, um, she had like an old cop of vhs copy i'm guessing i think she was like when she ran it and then she liked it so much she actually kept it she just bought it uh-huh. it was that good so i remember so i was yeah i was i remember as a kid just one time just at home board just popped in this tape and i was like oh wow great movie it's a great, oh yeah great I, we watched it on here, and I, I bought yeah, we it covered Kmart. It. I bought it at Kmart for like four dollars. Yeah, you guys did. I listened to the podcast you guys did on one. Yeah, and it just recently was released on vinyl. The soundtrack and the sound, like I love that so score. Gorgeous. The, the score, score is great. Is so good, and like the record. Yeah. art is gorgeous like it is just like i don't listen to records but like it's the most it's like art this album it's so so beautiful i think that's yeah, a good score yeah i think waxwork records put that out i want to say sure i'm gonna yeah. be a little bit of a record especially horror scores i love horror scores on records so that's definitely what i'm gonna be looking for but i think it was waxwork records did it and chris do you remember w- one of the first horror movies you saw in the theater I wanted, it was an 88. I was like, I was very young. It was, it was, uh, was it Nightmare on Elm Street? It was, it was something I think it was, I saw, because I saw Nightmare on Elm Street 4, uh, Halloween 4. I'm trying to remember which one came out first. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, because that was like August. And then later that, oh, we went to the drive, there was a drive-in theater we went to, and we saw, it was a double feature of They Live and Halloween 4. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> That's a good uh, double feature. Oh, that's yeah, a good yeah. double oh, feature. That was like that was a damn good double feature. Oh my god! I, that, yeah, no, I love Halloween Four. Halloween Four is one of my favorite Halloweens. That's another good one. That was like I think that's I, I don't want to say like the last good one, but that was right. Like I didn't like five. They, there's another one. They rushed. They rushed. Yeah, that's that's where it, that's for me too. It's like one, two, three, four, then a nosedive of just quality. Yeah. And then it doesn't. They didn't really get a good H two O. I thought was I, I liked H two O. Um, I won't talk about resurrection right now. I mean, you get Buster Rhymes fighting Michael Myers at the end. I mean, man, man, when he goes trick or treat, I'm like, come on, dude, really? <laughs> Back in my like stoner days, it would be fun to like get really stoned and go to like a drive-in and watch Halloween Resurrection and um, Jason X. I feel like those two would be a good stoned drive-in <laughs> theater. Yeah, double yeah. feature. Those like, there on a bad one. The low points of those series. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the jumping the sharks. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, Chris, let's, um, so we always sort of leave it up to our guests to That's assign it. us our, a couple of movies to watch. It's just like my mother taught me with any sleepover, the guest gets to pick the movie we watch. So. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so Chris, give us, I mean, however you want to do it. If you want to try to give us things that we've never seen before, that's cool. Or if you just say, here's what I want to talk about in the second part. What It's it's your dealer's choice. Okay, two that I picked. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys haven't seen these. One is called ATM. Mm. Correct. Not seen it. I've not seen it. Starring, what's his name? Josh Peck. Like right after he dropped oh. a bunch of weight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah, he's in it. Yeah. Um, there's the other two actors that I've seen in other There's other two actors that I've seen in other stuff. I just can't think of their names right now, but it's a really, really good movie. Okay. I like that one. Cool. And then the second one I picked was a film called Hush. This one was really from 2016. <gasps> I've not seen this. You know, I have seen it, but it's on the list and it's something I've wanted to yeah, show I'll, Jeremy. We so. got to do it. We got to cover it. Yep. I'm Hell yeah. very excited. So those are kind of the, I think those are going to be the two that I think. I, I, I know I can talk about these, and I, I, love, I love both of these movies. So, and they're awesome. recent. I didn't want to pick anything like the '80s. I wanted to pick them a little more recent because I, I, I want to. Yeah, I just want to do something more recent. So. Yeah, cool. No, that's awesome. So, ATM, I feel is I get it mixed up in my head with P two or whatever that movie's called. Like I usually think it's like some people trapped in like um a parking garage but that's that p2 or p3 that's or yeah that's that p2 yeah, movie it's the yeah. same it's also confused. it's also very another movie very similar called um i think devil it's where these people get yeah trapped in there oh elevator. elevator yeah, yeah. the m night Shyamalan produced one yeah 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 I, I i knew exactly who the devil was the whole time okay <laughs> i i called it in like the first five minutes <laughs> atm is a movie too i have this weird memory of uh, years ago at the office I was working at at the time of like people talking about it. One of those like, it was one of those moments where they're like, hey, Jeremy, you like weird movies or like you like horror movies, you know, a bunch, <laughs> bunch of normies talking to me, like check out this movie ATM, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch that. And then I never did. <laughs> but now I get to, so that's good. So I think it's an ATM that eats people's fingers off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's not that. I think it's more of like a like a, a killer sort of movie, but I feel like people stranded somehow. Yeah. In like in one of those like booths, those like small buildings where there's an ATM housed. I'm gonna say it's that moment in the Mother's Day remake where they go to the ATM, but <laughs> <laughs> dragged out to a whole movie. That's, and who, what I'm that's thinking the, who's that girl? It's that girl from um, Repo, the, the genetic opera, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so random. Yeah, and also kind of like phone booth with Colin Farrell. Yeah, like it's like yeah. also kind of like that. Like they're trapped in this tiny little thing this whole time. They can't leave for some reason. For some reason, I think it's because the ATM is eating them. <laughs> they're like they one hand is like stuck in the ATM. They're like stuck ah! in the ATM. <laughs> the more they pull, the more it pulls. So it's like a saw, like a saw trap. Oh, kind of like a kind of like like a man eating ATM. Kind of like uh, what is it? Like kind of like uh, what is it? Uh, mangler. Yes, oh my god, yeah, the Mangler. Yeah. What a piece yeah. of shit that was. But I was so excited that Robert England was in it. I know. I, 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 we went, my friends, we went to go see that's one of the first four because I saw like without my parents. And I was like, what the hell is this? Why Because I had Robert England. I'm like, what is this? I don't like it. Ew. And isn't that based on a Stephen King story? Yes, it's like uh, like a uh, lesser Stephen King short story. Like around like the Lawnmower Man kind of days, right? Yeah. yeah, it was like yeah. it was right. At, it was it was it was. Um, I think it was came out right after. What was it ninety five? Sounds about right. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, I know it was after. I just I know it was like after West Craven's New Nightmare. 
Yeah, I know it was in the era of really shitty Stephen King adaptations that lasted for like far too long. So, mm-hmm. and Jeremy, what do you know about Hush? Hush, uh, I actually like. I pretty much know what this one's about. I, okay. uh, uh, our composer of the podcast, Nick the Knife. I know he's a fan of this movie. Uh, I think I've literally seen like the first like 10 minutes or something once at Nick's house on TV. And I know it's, uh, they play the, the, I know the, the gimmick is the victim is deaf. Uh, I know the main character is like a deaf woman and she's being menaced by a, uh, a killer, but I don't know, you know, anything else beyond that. I know the gimmick and the setup, but I'm excited I mean, to watch it because I know the director is what's his face and he's very good. Yes, Mike Flanagan. Mm-hmm. I have such a boner for him. Yes. Mike Flanagan. It is, yep, it is, a, it is a Mike Flanagan. He's it's a Mike Flanagan film. Yep, and I think I think it's his wife that plays the main character. Oh, cool. I think I believe so. that's his wife that plays the main character. Very he cool. He's the best. He's great. Mm-hmm. Love him. Well, all right. Well, I'm looking forward to watching them. I guess that's it, guys. We'll be back. For you, it'll be moments. For us, it'll be days later. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be back. Bye-bye. All right, we'll be back. Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Hey, folks out there, we're back. Yeah, we are. We watched some movies. Yep. And we're back with our guest, Chris OK. Hey, how you doing? Good, Chris. You sound so clear. It's amazing. Yeah, it sounds all this way sounds a lot better. Because the last it. way you were being held captive. That's my backstory for you in the first <laughs> one. But you still yeah. found a way to get to us through a message in a bottle or yeah. voice in a bottle. F- Freddie had him yeah. trapped in the dream world. And you know. <laughs> from the 80s. I met that I ran into that nurse, and then all of a sudden there were tongues that were tied to a bed. And yeah, it was, yep. it was no good. <laughs> thanks for thanks for getting me out of that, guys. Appreciate I should have known then that I was gay when her titties were out, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm still like, Joey's hot. Right. Mm-hmm. That, is, that, that is the litmus test, I guess, right? I think so. Like, it's like so many Joey movies or, I saw as a kid, you know, tits were out, and I was like, oh, I'm interested in this. So that's kind of <laughs> like, I think that's the litmus test there is watch old horror movies. Where definitely, does your li- that, that explains life. why I'm a huge fan of Sleepway Camp because there was a lot of the, the dudes showed a lot of skin in that mm-hmm. film. I need to rewatch that. It's been a long time. The only thing I remember is, of course, the ending and that someone gets killed with a curling iron. That's all I remember. And the ant. And the shorts. Uh, everyone's <laughs> in the shorts. And the, and the Oh, my God. It's so good. It is so good. For me, it's when they, the, the chef gets killed. The, the camp oh. cook. Like, that freaked me out so bad when he gets the hot boiling shit oh. on him. Like That oh. creeped me out too because I actually burned myself with hot water that when I was a kid. I have a, like a burn on my mm. right arm. So like oh. that scene, Ooh. I know that it is not, if you know that kind of pain, it's a lot of pain. It is not like yeah. a quick, oh crap, it burns. It's like it burns for a while. That man was in yep. some pain. Bur- burning, burning sucks. I worked at a Little Caesars ages ago and I burnt myself in the oven many times grabbing shit and burning <laughs> is not fun. Were the $5 pizzas a thing yet? Or was that? Oh, they were. Oh, my God. And it was a living hell to crank out those pizzas for everybody. So Now, in my Bloody Valentine, doesn't someone also get, like, boiled? Am I remembering that right? 
I just and fucking watched that movie like a few weeks ago. And like the old one. I feel like someone yeah. gets their face boiled. In 81? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. A guy gets his head shoved in the boiling hot dogs. Yes, the boiling hot dogs. It's a big pot like, of hot dogs. Yep. When you talked about boiling water, that's what it really And then later was. they're like eating out of it and stuff. They're like, these taste funny or something <laughs> like that. And it's like classic gag. Classic. classic. Oh, man. Well, right, anyway. Let, let's dive into these Let's movies. get to it. So we're going to do the first movie that Chris gave us, and that is ATM, directed by David Brooks. Uh, and the tagline on Letterboxd is, no warning, no control, no escape. Uh, and then the description is, it's got a long one, so bear with me. After leaving their company Christmas party together, David Hargrove and Emily Brantz, I like how they give the full names of these characters. If we care care at all about their last names, exactly. I don't even care what their first names are, really. There really is, it's not like an 80s war from, there really isn't even that much character development, so you never even, they're never even referred to by their last names. Yeah, Emily Brantz, okay. David Hargrove and Emily Brantz impromptu first date takes an unexpected turn when their coworker Corey, who doesn't get a last name, asks <laughs> them to make a late night stop at an ATM. What should be a routine transaction turns into a desperate struggle for survival when an unknown man appears outside the vestibule. With the wintry temperatures tipping below freezing and the morning sunrise still hours away, they have no choice but to play the man's deadly game of cat and mouse. That's a whole fucking movie. Jesus, it's longer than the film. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, Chris, Chris, Chris. You said you liked this movie like in a way that you like Troll 2 or like you actually like this movie? Okay, so the first time I saw it, A, I thought that Josh Peck was hot. It was oh my God, movie. agreed, 100%. Second, the first time I saw it, I thought I had a bit of a soft vibe to it. I will say, I watched it again recently after I assigned it to you guys. It's been a while, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's been a while since it's been out. It's not a terrible movie, though. It's not terrible. I thought it was cool. See, I, thought... I was going to say, oh, oh, Chris. Yeah, I, I had fun with this. Did you? Oh yeah, my god. This this, my this, man. Was, this was trash, but it was my kind of trash. Like this exactly. movie was ridiculous. Exactly. But I, I was laughing out loud at every situation. Like I had fun. I the had time fun. I thought was the most fun was when he lifted her up on his shoulders and the water is spraying out from the fire alarm and they're just like smiling. It's like they're at a concert. And, then and he all drops of a sudden her. she drops. <laughs> I laughed so hard. This is there's just yeah, spoilers yeah, yeah. abound here. So yep. whatever. Spoiler Watch alert. It. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Watch it or don't. But it's 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 a horrible movie. A horrible movie. But yes, I could imagine in certain circumstances, perhaps I would have some fun with it. But man, I was just like, what is this? And then the credits are literally like 11 minutes long. Like, I was like, what is going to happen in the last 15 <laughs> know, minutes right? of this movie? And I then it goes there's... to the credits and there's like 10 minutes left. <laughs> I saw there's still 10 minutes, so I was fast forwarding through the credits. Like, they give the everybody props. Hey, yep. they're all giving everybody props. <laughs> what, what they cut in there, though, is they show the like planning again. Like they start, like it keeps cutting away from the um, credits and then it shows like the dude mapping stuff out and things like that and i was like oh that's what you drag you know <laughs> this is what you yeah. added it out with but i just i guess like in the beginning when you kind of see what's going on like that this guy's planning something i thought there was going to be some twist and in those last moments you were going to see he was someone or he was like hellfest has this twist ending where you find out who the killer is the whole time and it's not like shocking. I'm not going to give it away in case you want to watch it, but talk about a shitty movie. Um, 
but I thought this was gonna have something, but it's just like him going back to his lair in a storage garage and see, and I was fine with that because I was watching this and I was like, this movie better not do something stupid and try to be like cute and be like, oh, it's another guy from the Christmas party or some shit like that. I'm like, I want him to be a masked, you know, faceless killer. Like, I love that. I like that. Uh, I like the coat on him. He's a really visually striking killer. Loved but no, that. but that is just Aim. a ripoff of urban legend. Still, still, you know, a hundred. Well, only the, fir- only the first one, because the second one he had, they had, it was like, it was like a fencing mask or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. In, in, yeah. in final cut. The first one's the only one that matters, Chris. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all fired. the rest, Bloody Mary, Final Cut. Those are all horrible. I've seen them and they're bad. I haven't seen, I, yeah, no, no, Bloody Mary was terrible. I didn't, I didn't hate Final Cut, but I did not like Bloody Mary. But no, I would, Bloody Mary was absolute garbage. But the original, see, the original is what I think of when I think of like fun, trashy horror. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah, not yeah. good, but man, I enjoy the hell out of it. This, I just, uh, and you know what? It started off and like in the first like scenes with them, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm actually getting to know these characters. I'm kind of feeling for them. I kind of feel like Corey's annoying, but yes, Josh Peck is super cute. I just think he looks sad and I just want to hug him and like cuddle him. And, but I liked them. And then we get to the ATM and then just like, all of that just goes out the window. They're just fucking stupid. They make the worst <laughs> m- mistakes. I just, I'm like, there's so many opportunities for you to get away, do something different. But the kicker is when he tries to drown them in the ATM. <laughs> like, I was like, mm-hmm. are you kidding? I thought he was trying to freeze them, but he was literally trying to drown them. Yeah. Yeah, because they wouldn't come outside and they were like going to freeze to death anyway. So even if they didn't drown, they would just froze to death anyway because it was literally like five below zero. And I lived in Chicago. I lived in, I lived in some cold cold winters so that's what was kept that's what kind of had me throughout the whole film i'm just imagining the whole time that they are in an atm there's not a lot of heat in there it's five below right before christmas you are there's a man outside trying to kill you and you are freezing your ass off so that's kind of where my mind was you know what i mean i'm like shit so i'm like there and there's where are you gonna go what are you gonna do you rub your hands together and their phones are in the car he already yeah. slipped the tires and so where are you gonna go yeah that's kind of it kind of reminded me a bit of cujo because cujo was kind of like they were stuck in the car on a hot day that's right. when they were stuck in the ATM booth at five below zero. So I kind of, that's where I kind of connected. I, that's where I kind of made extremes. that connection, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But isn't Cujo truly, isn't that scene like 25, 30 minutes long? Like you think that's the whole movie, but it really is the finale, right? That right, she's right, stuck right. in that yeah. car. Like that's what you remember, but it's like a, like a third of the movie. True. And here, like. This is the just... whole movie. Yes. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. I, I, I I agree with you on that part. I agree with you. So I just pulled up my YouTube subscription. I haven't been on a few days. So I'm going through and looking at the videos I missed. And there's one, the 10 horror horror movie, the 10 best horror movies set in only one location. So I'm like, oh, surely ATM is going to be on there. Do you know what's number one? What's that? Hush. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. It's set awesome. in a house. Like when I think of, only one That's location great. i'm thinking of like they had cube on there they had misery which again he's in a house 
And like the whole thing doesn't take place there. I'm also thinking right, right, things right. like Buried or um, mm -hmm. even Cujo. I would have taken more of that because she's kind of stuck in like a even car. Kinda, for a even lot the of hills it. have eyes to an extent because they were kind of the car broke down pretty early on in the movie. So they were yeah. kind of like stuck in that one remote area of the desert. In the desert. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to stretch this Night of the Living Dead, I mean, I mean, really, yeah, you could stretch yeah. so many things to it. But yeah, I'm like, to let's one location. make it like. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, they were all in that mental hospital for the majority of the movie. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. I just feel like it should be like, I mean, whatever. I didn't make the list. I'm not getting paid money from Watch Mojo <laughs> Horror, but like, it should be like buried. He's in a casket the whole movie, which I've not seen, but the writer of this also did that. And I think that did so well that it sort of inspired him to. Oh my God. Movie. I was thinking about buried. The writer of this wrote yes. buried. Okay. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. I saw buried like ages ago. I, I remember it pissing me off. Really? See, I, I've not yeah. seen it, but Why I remember the reviews off? being good. The ending. The ending. Okay. Have you seen gotcha. it? No. I have not, so no. no okay, I don't want to ruin it. it. The ending, okay. when it got to the end, I was like all in for the ride. I was like, this is clever. Uh, ending didn't work for me. I was upset. And it, Oh, it also had Devil on there, which we talked about in the first part of this episode. Like another sort of like contained sort of piece. In the Granted, elevator. It was like the the... I don't know if it was the 10 best movies or just 10, the top 10 horror movies set in one location. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised this didn't make the list, <laughs> but it's still in regards to what it said. And the fact that it came out a, a day ago, I thought was very like, um, what's it called? Serendipitous for our podcast. Serendipitous. But alas, the number one was our other film, Hush. But yeah. no way to, looked, to be found. I looked this up, too, and it has a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'm which not I'm like, shocked. oh, that's really low. Uh, granted, it's only got like 26 reviews from critics. So it's not, uh, you know, it wasn't watched by a lot of critics. But I was like, come on, guys. Okay. And I could, I could buy them parking far away, kind of, because he wants to, like, make his friend feel bad for them having to stop. But also, like, let's get out. He wants to get rid of his friend and, like, park close. It's mm -hmm. cold. But what I cannot forgive is the security guard pulling up and parking super far away as well. Like, why would he not pull up? Yeah, the all the way up to the door. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah what's yeah. going on? Like, I'm like, yeah. I do not accept this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. No, uh, watching this movie, I was initially like, what? What did Chris give us to watch? Uh, <laughs> but then as it went, I remembered our conversation. I was like, no. He said he loves Troll too, and I'm thinking, you know, he must he must like the exquisite trash like I do too. So it seemed like it made sense to me. The good, I, I, I like this. the good, I like the good bad one. Yes, yeah, I do. This made sense to me as I watched it. Like why you would assign this to us? I was like, yep, yep, I'm into this. Like for example, I think we were. I don't remember if we were talking about this. I think I might have been talking about it with you guys on when, in the first part of the podcast, or I think I might have been talking with Brandy about this earlier. But we were talking about the Prowler. Oh, okay. No, we talked about it's, that before, but not in the first part of this. Okay. okay. Yeah. It wasn't the best by any means. It was no, really just one of those run-of-the-mill, you know, Slasher. copy-paste slashers that came out in the wake of Friday the 13th, but was some certain parts of it were really cool. The kills were really cool, but if you watch, like, the way it's shot, it's trash. But I like it, but it's one of the things. It's, like, good trash because it's, like, mm -hmm. it's got your typical final girl, your ca capable final girl, and... Very inventive kills, compliments of Tom Savini. And 100% though, that's what it's got going for it. Great kills and a, an amazing poster. That poster is so good. I remember that poster from the video store when I was a kid, and I didn't watch it until like 10 years ago for the first <laughs> yes, time. But that poster is brilliant, and it has some good kills. That's the thing here. It's rated R. Why didn't they trim it down and make it PG-13? Because there's nothing exciting in it in regards to kills. Like, whenever someone's getting their face bashed in, it's like dark. Like, 
there's no good gore like and just that whole guy coming in with the same coat like oh yeah i just cannot yeah yeah like he's killing everyone who comes within two feet of that atm yet he sees this guy and is just like i'm gonna let him go in there and then the guy just like opens that door like, he's like <laughs> and barges in oh my god i just yeah i just i couldn't enjoy it like the two of you guys could the only thing i enjoyed was that like we're in a fun concert moment where she's on his shoulders i was like okay this is cheesy and horrible yep but all the, thing, the rest i was just like no the thing i kept thinking watching this movie too is that you know technically it's a christmas movie uh, right? and i was like i wish i had known of this movie or had this movie well, now I do in the future uh, around the holidays because that's like I love to watch bad horror movies around Christmas time, especially Christmas set bad horror movies. And I think it's just because I get so sick of the, you know, the saccharine shit that's on TV all the time that I'm like, I need the total opposite. So give me some trashy, like exploitative stuff. And that's like what I like to watch oh, yeah. around Christmas. Same, 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 same. But for me, there's certain points with mood I'm in, the trashier, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what else it reminded me of that I also did not like, but lots of other people really did? Frozen. Hmm. Not the Elsa oh, Anna, but yeah, the Adam yeah. Green one. Adam Green's I thought Frozen. was so bad, but it has that similar sort of vibe. We're stuck in this horrible scenario. Yeah. It's really cold. We're going to fight. It's going to go from worse to worser. Yeah. <laughs> The only time I ever watched Frozen, Adam Green's Frozen, uh, I fell asleep during it. So I never finished the whole movie. So The idea for that's a little better than this one. Like this one's a little like, a what? A movie about some people stuck in an ATM? And I at first I thought, oh, well, how is this going to happen? Is it going to be interesting? No, it definitely is not. But like getting stuck on a chairlift is at least interesting, albeit somewhat far-fetched. But mm -hmm. like... The idea of that is like horrifying if you were to get stuck up on one of those. Like, truly, what do you do? How do you survive? You know? Whereas yeah. here, there were uh, so many opportunities to at least to fight run. for your life. Fight I for know, your my life. initial thought too is like, there's three of you just gang up on him and start like punching <laughs> the shit out of him. Yeah, I saw that pen. There was a pen in there to fill out your deposit slip. You get that pen and you come and you you use it to stab him. You get that trash can, which seemingly didn't get hot when they started it on fire. They just held <laughs> it up like it was just nothing. I'm like, that is a tin <laughs> trash can that has been on fire for five minutes long. <laughs> and it didn't burn their hands at like, all. Like talk about burns. Like you're gonna no. get some burns here. But oh, like, God. use that trash can, put it, you know, in your hands and go out there and bash his head in. Like, fight <laughs> for your life. Don't just stand there and freeze your balls off. Yeah. Oh, you want to know which one I feel it was terrible that I'm on what part with? Then I feel the same way that you feel about that one. I will always know what you did last summer. I watched oh. that movie. I saw the movie and it was so sad that I lost like 90 minutes out of my life that I can't get back watching that movie because I was like, I loved the first one. Second one was okay. The, the, I, the third one I saw it, I saw it. This is exactly why the, this went straight to video. I've never seen it. Is anyone in it? No one. You did not miss a thing. Mm. <laughs> you did not miss a single thing. Watch it to understand what I'm talking about. But when you see it, you will be like, what is this? Mm -hmm. I'm excited for the TV series. I think it's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Speaking of TV series. Chucky is coming out this fall. Oh, I know. We're oh, so excited. Yeah. We've talked hell about yeah. it. The teaser trailer was so good. I'm very anti-trailers right now. There was another couple that came out this week that I'm like, no, 
no, I'm going to hold to my new thing. I'm not going to watch trailers for shit I want to watch yeah. as much as I can avoid it. But the, I'll, I'll watch a tra- I'll watch a teaser any day because the teaser is usually like 30 seconds. And it really, that's what I wish trailers were, were like these little, little tiny chunks. Because I watched the trailer for the new Halloween Kills. Oh, not the trailer. The, there was a teaser, not trailer. I apologize. But mm-hmm. I did not watch the uh, actual trailer. And here's because I heard that it just got way too many like spoilers. Yeah. For like a lot of the kills. And I don't, I want to see that's going to take away from the tension for me, which with fresh eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know, like I get it. I get it. But I, I'm happy with just that cliffhanger of the firefighters putting it out and, and Lori Show screaming, let it burn. No, let it burn. <laughs> yeah. It's that'll great. Be fine. That'll be, that'll be fine. So I have two letterbox reviews that I want to read that I found very fun. One is from Claw XCO, who writes, I like the scene where the killer takes out a folding chair and just chills for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I, I did. I did I love, love that. that. That was yep. hilarious. And the other one is from Dom, which I like to like think is like for a Dom top. Mm-hmm. But he, <laughs> this person says, a film where Josh from Drake and Josh gets trapped by a hooded figure waiting to kill him. It was never confirmed whether the hooded figure was Oprah getting her revenge for him running her over, but I have my suspicions. So I have, I just saw this and had to ask, does anyone know what this person's talking about? Did Josh Peck I, run over Oprah? I think that's an episode of Drake and Josh. Like literally Oprah's in the episode? Yeah, I think they think they like ran. I don't think Oprah was in it, but if I remember, oh, okay. they, they think they ran her over or like a lady that looks like <laughs> okay. Oprah or something like that. In the I episode. was like, I have to ask about this because I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, in, in college, uh, Drake and Josh was like my hangover show for some reason where like when I would be recovering from partying the night before, I would watch Nickelodeon in the day. And so I saw a lot of SpongeBob and a lot of Drake and Josh. So... Okay. Um, I would like to check it out, I think, because I really do like Josh Peck. I know him most from Grandfathered, I think is what it's called. It was this TV show with John Stamos. Mm-hmm. But he's like real sweet in it and like real kind. And then here he's like a total dick. And I was like, oh, you're a very believable dick. And mm-hmm. I hate you, but I still want to kiss you. <laughs> but I do like him. And I it is interesting. I didn't know he had been like chubby before and before Chris told me. And I was like, oh, and then I went and looked. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sure is him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he dropped some LBs. He sure did. So. Should we rate this thing? Yeah. I guess out of five ATMs. (laughs) (laughs) That's weak. (laughs) I know that's weak. Does anyone have anything better? Yes. Out of five ATM lipsticks. How many do you rate this? There we go. Okay. I don't know what to give this. Somebody go first. (laughs) I'm going to rate it a one. (laughs) One. 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 Really? What the fuck? Yes. One. Yes. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. I'm like I'm like fluctuating. And it actually doesn't surprise me that he rated a one because I know how because I can how he thinks about it, I see. Yeah, I'm gonna rate it a little higher than that because I didn't hate it. And you know how I feel about these types of films. No, yeah, I, I give it a four. I give it a four. Like I said, it's not the best, but wow. it's the type of trash that I'm into. I'm giving it a wow, four. Chris. He's giving it a four. You know what? I'm like fluctuating, but it, like it made me laugh. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a three. All right. Well, Fair that enough. is definitely a. Scream. Yeah, that's a very split scream. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to Hush, the number one horror movie set in one location. Hell yeah. <laughs> According to what culture horror? Mm. So the tagline is silence can be killer. And the description is a deaf woman is stalked by a psychotic killer in her secluded home. 
much more concise. Yeah, that's way more concise. <laughs> but again, that's the whole movie because not it, a lot happens. It true. really is it. Yeah, I liked this. Um, you know, I watching it. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, everyone's talking about this. I watched it and I was like, it's fine. And mm-hmm. that's how I felt this time. I watched it with Joe. I was really hoping Joe was going to like it. And I thought I was going to like it more the second time. And I did not. Mm. I just have too many issues. Granted, had I watched ATM first and then this, I think I would have been like, oh, my God, hush is a masterpiece. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I watched it the other way. And I just, I feel like, and I know, I know it's a horror movie. I know I shouldn't be expecting more. But at the same time, I'm always hoping for more in regards to people making decent decisions like i don't know why as soon as she saw that this person's out there taking pictures why she doesn't grab a knife why she like i just she just walk walks around the house like looking at him I, and it just just all the decisions by her granted she makes a few good ones but there's just so many other spots that i'm like make some better choice make better choices mm-hmm. and on top of that i wish they would have used a deaf actress I feel like that would have really added mm. to it. Granted, she like talks Agreed. to herself at times, but I just, you know, and I know this is like from like 2016. This is like five years ago. Representation wasn't as big of a thing, but I guess now I feel like I really watching it. I'm like, I really wish I would have used a deaf actress. I just think it would have been more powerful. It would have been more. No, I agree. I agree with you on that part. Mm-hmm. I it's slick though. Hard. It is slick. I was thinking about, um, you know, the Quiet Place movies too where they do, you know, having a deaf actress in the movies, uh, they do play a little bit with like sound design, like, Mm -hmm. you know, showing you like, this is how she's experiencing the world. Uh, And this movie does it just like a teensy bit, but I felt like it could have done a lot more with that, especially because I'm, I'm, I didn't really like necessarily that the killer, like he takes his mask off and then he starts talking and I'm like, oh, it's dude from 10 Cloverfield Lane. Like, what what are you doing? Killing people. And he's people. so wholesome looking. Oh, you're yeah. gonna put a tattoo on his neck and all of a, oh, now he's a bad boy. And now he's a bad boy. And he's like- I mean, I'll take a, him any old way. Truly. He's kind he's of a- very hot. That, that got me thinking though, like what if this was Michael Myers instead? Like what would the movie have been like where she can't hear and it's a killer that never talks, you know, uh, never speaks. And, but I looked it up and I saw that they considered that at one point, like while making the movie. Uh, and they decided that that would be too much silence. And they didn't think that would keep the attention of viewers. But I don't know. I mean, sometimes I'm like, go big or go home, guys. You should have gone full experimental with this thing and seen how it would have gone if it was like a virtually silent movie. Like a hundred. I think I said that during A Quiet Place. Like, I wish that there would be a movie about this sort of thing with a deaf actress and they do that where you can only hear the vibrations and things which mm-hmm. is another issue i have when that friend shows up banging on the door oh suddenly she can't feel vibrations like, yeah when yeah. she was right. just talking okay. about it like yeah. that was another one of my issues like i get it but like let it feel more realistic in that sense like i just agreed like mm-hmm. there's no way she couldn't have felt that banging on the doors Agreed, because I was thinking the same thing. I was because I was expecting her to see her friend get killed and then and then have the oh shit moment and then be like, oh, crap, the guy's there. Whereas I agree with you on that. That's what the only thing I would say I didn't care for in this one was that like, wait, she was supposed to. I get what they were going with trying to do it, trying to be trying to get the audience like, oh, turn around, turn around, turn around. And I get that. But you're right. It's supposed to be realistic. 
Like if, but they could have done that same thing. The friend could have been running up. We could have seen it, like the friend coming up, and before she gets to the door, he brings her back and is like stabbing her. Like there's ways that they could have done it without being like, right? Well, oh, she should feel that. Yeah, there's a lot right. of because if she can hear the smoke detector going off, she should be able to hear someone banging on the door. Help, somebody's trying to kill me because like even me banging on this desk right now. That and like, the way I can feel it in my chair. Yeah, yeah, the the way it's set up too is like. Like she's outside a window that's like right at her periphery. Like you can't see the flailing like out of the corner of your eye. Like right. Like, it's not going to make like, you turn. Like turn your head, lady. Like Yeah, it's because it's not like her back was to the window the way that was staged. I was like, she should have been totally turned around. That would have been more believable that she didn't sense, you know, see the movement mm -hmm. at the very least catch part of it. So it also felt like a warm up for Gerald's game. Like it there's does. so much about it that is Gerald's game, like her talking to herself, which doesn't really come to like the end, like in the, uh, like as she's losing blood, like her other versions of herself, like talking to her and being like, Dinner here's head, how we're going to survive and stuff. And that thing with her <clears throat> hand, granted, mm. it's not like pulling the skin off her hand, but it's still a major hand fatality. And there was just a lot of it that I'm like, oh, because while watching it for a long time, I'm like, God, Mike Flanagan's so good. Like he does haunted stories really good, like Oculus and Haunting oh. of Hill House. And then I love Absentia, which is like like a weird sort of ghostly thing as well, kind of like Oculus. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, and then Gerald's game is very much like a survivalist story. But then as this one keeps going, I'm like, oh. It really is Gerald's game. And I still love Mike Flanagan. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I think this is slick. I just, I wanted her to booby trap the fuck out of that house. Yeah, I was I like, come know. on, let's do some Home Alone type shit. That's 100%. what I was waiting for. Joe said, Home Alone it. Yeah. Like, come on, like, let's do some fucking Nancy Thompson putting up a fucking, you know. Um, some traps. Some traps. Get that booby trap. For hammer in front, put a sledgehammer on the door. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. But like so much like, on a light bulb. Yeah, you're when right. When she sees him out there, she didn't even grab a knife right away. There was so much time she was walking around without a weapon. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, no matter who you are, you're gonna be grabbing some knives. You're gonna be like like that just drove me insane that like she wasn't trying to outfit herself for him to break through that door at any moment. And I agree, like it would have been scarier had his mask been on the whole time till she pulled it off or something like that makes it less scary when all of a sudden you can see him and he's just kind of this cute guy. Like it's John Gallagher Jr. He's hot. Like then that's all I'm thinking of every time I see him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's also a big commercial for Apple. It's like an yeah, Apple for, commercial. For real. They're like FaceTime, <laughs> FaceTime, FaceTime. iMessages, MacBook. Uh -huh. <laughs> iPhone, no one's iPhone. type messages came in blue. I mean, came in green. No one's type messages came in green. So yeah, no, 100% Apple ad. Love it. Yeah. Um, but no, I agreed. I think they should have kept his mask on longer too. I didn't understand why they took it off too early. Yeah, he's the same thing. Like it would have been scary if they kept it off. Like they give it like that Michael Myers type vibe. I would thought it yeah. was cool. And this had serious your next vibes. Yes, like, but again, in the initial not as good. Yeah, in the initial setup, because your next goes off and does like a bunch of stuff you don't expect, and you know, uh, it does its own thing. And this movie kind of just was a cat and mouse game, and that's it. That's all there was to the plot. Not a lot of twists or anything. So, but it's like there's some great sequences where no mm -hmm. matter how you're feeling about the movie you're like all of a sudden like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck which i think that there's some good sequences like when the boyfriend shows up and you're like oh he's gonna bash the fuck out of this guy yes and then she distracts him and then he gets killed and, and also like, no. i was sure like and i had seen it before but i couldn't remember i was and i said to joe you know sh you know she's gonna kill that boyfriend like i that's just how these movies are set up like the mm -hmm. strangers and everything like that 
someone's going to mistakenly kill a good friend. And I thought 100% she's going to kill John when he yeah. shows up. She's finally going to get that arrow ready to go and accidentally kill him when he's about to save her. It yeah. wasn't that. So that made me happy okay. in that sense. And he was also very hot and he really mm-hmm. fought very hard to try to save her. Yeah. I also thought it was a missed opportunity to have him find his girlfriend. I thought that would have been a great opportunity for an interesting moment. Mm-hmm. And I do respect it because I talked about this last episode with dog soldiers, with Spoon fighting the werewolf. I like that John, even though he's stabbed in the neck, he still finds the adrenaline to attack the guy and get him in a chokehold where I'm like, thank you. Like, not just going out. He's trying till his very last breath to survive or help or whatever. So I like when they do that in a horror movie instead of just <laughs> dead. And then it's yeah. like, what was the point of that? Why did they even show up? And yeah. There's sort of a silence of the Lammy ending to this. Like, not although I've been giving some spoilery things, like, like there's a moment that feels very much like the. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You're right. It's absolutely like Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. But she's great in it. Like, she is wonderful as much as I would love a deaf actress. She's a strong performer. I read that she and Mike Flanagan, like, conceived this idea, like, over, like, dinner. And they, like, workshopped a lot of the scenes together. Like, him playing, like, the killer and her playing her. That's Um, a fun relationship right there. (laughs) Do you do that with your wife? Yeah, chase her around like, I'm going to be the killer uh, (laughs) and I'm going to try and break into the house. And the cinematography is great. Like it is a it's a well done movie with some interesting sequences. I just Mm -hmm. there's certain character flaws and just things like that. If I make it a horror movie, I just don't know why you don't say like. Let's have this person do something smart. That's why I love your next. She makes some amazing choices. Granted, she grew up in a survivalist camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. duh. But, but yeah. Why haven't you watched this, Jeremy? You said you did watch some of it with Nick Nick Estreba. I saw like the first five. Well, probably more than that. I saw like the first like fifteen minutes or something like ages ago. Like I saw up to the killer showing up and like looking in the window. Um, and that was just because we were hanging out and he's he had the TV on and had the movie on. Like, this is a pretty cool movie. Um, and then we just went off and did whatever the hell we were hanging out to do. So Chris, are you a fan of Doctor Sleep? Uh, I actually have not seen Doctor Sleep yet. That's you um, haven't. Ooh, good thing I we have didn't not. talk about it. I have not yet. No, oh, um, it's I on my list. There's, I have a, I have. A, oh, I, it's definitely on my list of things. Okay, it's. I think it's worth a watch. So definitely check it out. Yeah, I would love to know what you think of it. And Hill House and Bly Manor. What do you think of those? I love Hill House. Not Bly Manor though. I didn't. I actually haven't watched Bly Manor, but I did watch Bill, uh, Hill House. Oh, okay. Sorry. Behind. I know. There's things I still need to watch. No, I you don't. Have to and be I sorry. watched half of Hill House, uh, and then it scared my wife too much. So we, we were watching it. <laughs> we were watching it together, and then I've just never gone back to finish it. But I really need to sit down and binge yeah. through that. It is definitely it is definitely one to watch. I will tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my favorite television show of all time. Have you have any of have you seen American Horror Stories yet? No, they just, not they no, did this, no. They did this. It's like a spinoff thing. So it's like an each episode is like a different story. Mm-hmm. I think they're like three episodes in. It's on Hulu. Have it. Yeah. I feel like I'm just almost done with American Horror Story. It's just every season. I've only liked one season fully. And Mm -hmm. the only thing that maybe I'll I'm considering about this one is that they aren't like it's not like a nine episode or eight episode like arc. And that's where it usually gets me with American Horror Story is that it 
doesn't yeah. know what to do after like three episodes. Every every season of American Horror Story it has like a million like so I got all these great little parts. Every season has like some great characters or a great like story arc like contained within an episode, but then the whole just never works for some reason. It's always just a mess by the end of it. So And you need a hole that works, am I right, Chris? I <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is man yeah <laughs> uh but the tv the new one the the spinoff series they just did is actually pretty cool because it's it's connects a bit with the um yeah series main the original show. tv series the main okay. show but what's really cool the third episode has an actress in it that i know we that you guys all would appreciate <gasps> okay okay well now i'm gonna watch i'm tantalized now so i will probably check it out is it um jamie lee curtis it is not Jamie Lee Curtis, but you're close because <laughs> it was an actress that was in a film by John Carpenter. Oh, okay. okay yeah, oh, I, I, I think it. I, it's got to be Adrian Barbeau. I got to check it out. That's who it is. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to find out. All right. Well, I gave the um, rating for the last one. So, Jeremy, your turn. Shit. I got to make something up. Yep. For the movie Hush, out of five, out of five crossbows that you're struggling to figure out. Hey, <laughs> work? I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> how, how many, how many do y'all give it? Three. I would, yeah, I, guess, I would say I give this one three. Here's the reason why. I, I, I felt the same way about it. Like you guys felt about it. Whereas same, I, my only takeaway, my only thing that I think that took away from it was one. I didn't like how they, how he demasked mm-hmm. as early on that the demasking should have happened at some point for sure. Just, yeah. Not that early in the film. Yeah. You know, I think they would have built a little bit more of the tension. I'm like, wait, why am I seeing your faces early? That's such a cool mask. Sure. Yeah. It was a creepy mask. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same thing. It was, just, it was some, some parts. Again, I'm not deaf, so I don't know what it's like, but I'm, I'm guessing like the same, same, just as you were thinking. And I get it. Here's the thing. I know horror movies are built on bad decisions. That's why I'm, that's why I give it a pass in certain areas. But I, yes, I agree. The same, but I was expecting her to turn around any second with her friend banging on the door, getting stabbed to death. Hell yeah. Hell but yeah. No. I was expecting her to turn around any second. I give it two and a half stars. Whoa, I'm, that's shockingly low. I didn't think it you'd is. go that low. Well, I, you know what? Let's create a spread here. I'm going to give it three and a half just just to be contentious. <laughs> okay, it's another. Split scream. Another split Man, scream. Man, this was a good, this was a good episode. And you know what though, Chris? These really work together because there's so many things about them that are very similar. Whether that was by design or not, like the writing on the mm-hmm. windows with yeah. the lipstick, and like the the killer. Granted, one is masked, one is not. You know, because in ATM you never see their face. Spoiler. But yeah, lots of very interesting parallels between mm-hmm. the two. For sure, there were. That's why. I'm, that's why I was kind of thinking. That I knew you, and I knew it was one of the uh, the one that neither one of you had seen. So yeah, um, and, yeah and, I and I thought these were fun because I like just like these are very standard slasher movies at their core. Yeah, I'm oh, a slasher. Totally. I'm a slasher junkie. So same. I love, I love, love slashers. I love it. Been hooked since Halloween. Mm-hmm. Since Black Christmas. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Black, Black Christmas. Christmas when the cop was like, the call's coming from inside the house and she goes upstairs. I'm like, what are you doing? No! Wait, get out! Get out! Go outside! She's got to find Olivia. I mean, she's got to find, um, what's her butt? Phil and Margot uh, Kidder. Margot yeah. Kidder and the other one, yeah. And Phil the and Barb. Bag. Phyllis no. and Barb. Phil! No, yeah. <laughs> the <ex-a-day. laughs> Oh, like, yeah, Olivia Hussey. There's an unofficial sequel to that called It's Me, Billy, and I watched it like two weeks ago. I keep forgetting that I watched it. It's like 45 minutes on YouTube, um, and it, it was fine. 
Mm. I, it could have been more, but but it was mm. fun. Cool. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on and giving us a couple fun movies to watch. Yes, thank yeah, you that, so much for having me. That was awesome. And one of these days we're going to have some sort of, you know, in-person sort of thing. And, you know, hopefully we'll have some like screening parties and shit. Yeah, that's what we've, we've been we've been planning and talking and coming up with ideas for future things. So, hopefully, yeah, hopefully you will join us. Indeed, I would be honored to join. This was a blast. I had a complete blast. I, there's, I love talking horror. Fuck yeah, I know you do. Well, thanks, Chris. Hey, thank you. No, thanks for having me. This, this was a, this was definitely a blast. Yes, we definitely have to do this again for sure. Everybody, write us scaringasharing at gmail.com. Follow us on the Insta. Slide into our DMs. Get at us. That's right. Because scaring is sharing. That's it's right. Sharing. Hell, Paymon. Death to Videodrome. Long live the new flesh. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.